Hey, I'm J.W. Dwyer, and this is Nate, and you're listening to Buddy Podcast. Hello. Hey, man. It's been a while. Hey. Yeah. I blew it. It feels good to be talking. I blew it. We have a new game today because of that. Oh, man. You blew it? I did. It's called... The new game is called uh, J.W. Explains Himself. Because it's been my fault that we haven't been on the air. All right. Yeah, so uh, J.W. Explains Himself. Um... I was gone, working on a project, uh, made some music. Then I went camping with my brother-in-law for a uh, his bachelor party in Yosemite. That was cool. That was way cool. He listens to the show, but get this, Nate. He, uh, mm-hmm. he listens in double time. He speeds up the podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what nice. I got, I'm going to do right now is I'm... You can't tell right now, Nate, but I'm going to uh-huh. slow this down to half speed. Uh, uh. So it will be normal speed <laughs> so you can understand the pacing that we are actually talking at. And we're going to go back to normal right now. <laughs> All right. Hey, we're back. We're back to normal. <laughs> we're back to normal speed. Well, I wouldn't call it normal, but uh, yeah. yeah. Have you ever been <laughs> a, a celebrant at a wedding before? No. No? I have. No. Nope. I was the celebrant at his his wedding. Dang, man. You've got it going on. Yeah, man. I was... Uh, I was um, Ordained in New Mexico. What an abomination. <laughs> you were ordained in New Mexico. What kind of peyote smoking church was that? I don't know, dude. I forget. It's like the, uh, I, I, I have the certificate, <laughs> but there was like know. a list of, list of titles that you can choose and they are outrageous. Uh, like oh, a, man. there's a long list. Uh, Angel is one of them. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That seems. Wow. Weird. You know what another one was? Martyr. I don't get that one. Like, Yeah, it seems like you'd have a hard time officiating if you were a martyr. I just went with minister. I kind of wanted to go. Uh, they had like the, I could have gone by like archbishop. <laughs> just <laughs> ordained myself arch, archbishop of archbishop. my own church. Just go straight to the top. That's yeah, not a bad idea. Just it was weird. Cut out, cut out the middleman. But it was fun. It was a good time. And then on the way back, I uh, I drove back from my mom's house in Colorado, and I slept in public land in Utah, and that was weird and fun. That was definitely yeah. weird. I pitched, picked up a hitchhiker. He was nice. I, oh. I haven't told Luzanne about You're... that yet, actually. I should probably yeah. tell you. <laughs> yeah, she, he was nice. He was a nice dude. Yeah. So you slept on public land. You picked up a hitchhiker. You're just doing. You're doing everything I can't do. I'm the suburban dad. I can't do that. I don't do that. What? I mean, I guess I could sleep on. You public could, dude. Land. Just do it. The hitchhiker. <laughs> I don't know, man. It just. Oh, well, it just seems too. I I pulled over and I like looked him up once up and down and I was like, get in here. <laughs> <laughs> and he looked Come at you up, up and down. He's like. Well, I could break this guy's neck if I really had to. I know. No, he did. He actually was smaller than I was, so that ah, was. Uh, there you go. I don't. That didn't really go into the reasoning, but it might have subconsciously. There you go. Yeah, he was nice. He said his name was Dwayne. I don't know. Yeah, that's made up. Yeah, I said I don't. I said I don't smoke grass, so and I don't want your ass. So he gave me a little bit of cash. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Ask but, Cash uh, or Grass. That's the uh, oh. that's the hitchhiker thing, you know. Give him, ask, oh, see, this is so much about 
Just so much about the real world I don't know. Have you so, ever hitchhiked before? I, I it feels no. like you might not have. No, no, no. That's more scary, I feel. That was more scary to hitchhike than to pick up a hitchhiker. I'll uh, I'll put it on my bucket list. Well, yeah, so when you next time you come down here, we'll do it with the whole fam. We'll everyone just everyone stick their the thumb out. And... Well, sometimes it's out of necessity. You get stranded somewhere. And yeah. You, you got to do it. Like one of Lizanne and my first dates, or maybe not our first dates, but we've just been dating and we took a bus across the bridge and we missed the last one coming back. So we had to hitchhike to the Golden Gate Bridge and then walk all the way across the bridge late at night. Wait, you... You went, you mean you went to the north side, not to Oakland? No, yeah, there's a bus that runs on Sundays, just Sundays, uh, the 76, and uh, it goes over the Golden Gate Bridge and drops you off at, like, a beach up there. And oh, so cool. when we realized we missed the last one, we were like, I was like, oh, no. Well, I guess we just better start walking. <laughs> their thumbs out, and then somebody picked us up, and then he was a cool dude. He dropped and us And she off. still married you. She so that's, still married that's good. Me. Well, I was a pretty wild child in her eyes. She didn't know that I love uh, cats and animals, and I'm actually a yeah. big softy. But, yeah, she thought I was a wild child. I guess mm. I might have been, but I, I think I'm not a wild child. I'm just a weirdo. Yeah, no, you're weird. You're yeah. definitely weird. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things. You're weird too, man. So hey, yeah. right back at you. Yeah, but see, the, yeah, but the difference is I, I am somehow uh, keeping that weird uh, sufficiently under a veneer of, you know, boringness and or, you know, suburban professionalism. And so, it, it <laughs> you know, <laughs> it all it looks different to be weird when I'm weird. Well, I don't but, look uh, different. I tried to look as normal white guy as possible. Because, yeah. I don't know, I feel like there's some people you see on the street and they look all flashy, you know, and they're like, oh, you, most of the time you'd be like, what a weirdo or something like that. But I feel like the real weirdos don't want you to know that they're weird. Yeah. They want to yeah, fade no, I in. I don't want any extra attention. All right. Yeah. So anyway. Well, thanks for the explaining. My mom says yeah. hi. So Hey, yeah, hey. She's hi. Like, Hi, she's probably will be listening. Hopefully, I don't know. She might not. She <laughs> she gave up on the show. She's like, they didn't publish for a month. Screw mm, those guys. I know, dude. We're <laughs> such jerks, man. I feel really bad. I All don't right, know. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do better. We will do better. We have a plan. What's our email address? Show at buddypodcast.com. So yeah, you can email show at buddypodcast.com and make me feel even worse if you'd like to. Yeah. If we haven't gotta, lost everybody already. I, I got to remember where that is being forwarded to. <laughs> no, dude. I'll, I'll double check it, man. I'll gotta, double check it. We got to get our shit together. <laughs> yeah, we suck. We <laughs> suck, man. We suck. It's okay. We're, we're new at this. We're getting better. We are getting, getting better. Yeah. Well, not recently, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were, we're getting better. We're going to get yeah. better again. So just uh, trust us. Just yeah. trust us. All right. And we'll be back with uh, our main topic.
So, Nate, when did you start cross-dressing? Oh, man. Uh, I don't know that I've done it that many times. <laughs> not, except for, you know. <laughs> not since you were six. I haven't really cross-dressed since I was six. Yeah. I don't think, maybe I've never done it on purpose. You know, I'll tell you a couple times in my life, you know, I uh, grew up with my sister and my sister is older, but she's petite. And like once or twice, you know, when she was in high school and I was in like late elementary or maybe middle school and she was back from college, I accidentally like wore her jeans <laughs> out for the mm-hmm. day. <laughs> well, and back remember, then you know, they were so baggy that you could do that. Oh man, those were the days. But yeah, I remember feeling like, you know, I would have this thought like, gosh, this feels kind of funny. <laughs> and then nothing more would come of it. And then like I'd get home and be like, oh, no, I'm wearing my sister's jeans. That's embarrassing. Uh, You know, but did yeah. They, did they have like it. a flamboyantly embroidered back pocket that was like no, the size no. of a, a Zippo lighter? No, no, nothing like that. It was this pretty plain Jane. So it had the, the zipper was only like two inches long. Like, <laughs> what is yes. wrong with these? Yeah. Why is the ass and hips so big and wide? <laughs> Why are the belt I mean, buckles only the size of my knuckle? If if I was a thoughtful person, I would have noticed many of those things. <laughs> but it, it basically only came down to like, oh, this feels kind of weird. Well, that's why yeah. you only wear Levi's 5.11s, so you don't wear well, your no. wife's jeans. <laughs> yeah, actually, I only I buy all my jeans at Costco because I'm a... I keep going back to the suburban dad theme. You're so. like a Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. Dad. Yeah. Me and him, yep. you know? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, anyway, that was uh, not what we were going to talk about. <laughs> we were going to talk yeah. about Oops. is that uh, because you were wearing your sister's clothes, if you were in North Carolina, they, you know, not let you go to the bathroom without proof of a penis. Yeah, you got to have that. You got to bring your birth certificate with you. And we talked about this before, right? But it's gotten crazier. It's gotten crazy. It's gotten crazy. It's a, what do you think about that, man? (laughs) So let's just, let's do the latest. And we're not really a new show, but here we're going to try it anyway. So uh, the U.S. Department of Justice informed North Carolina that uh, that law is no bueno, violates the Civil Rights Act. Yeah. And then North Carolina also sued the U.S. Department of Justice saying, fight me, bro. And then <laughs> uh, a bunch of other states are coming out against it. And uh, yeah, it's getting kind of wild. And then, of course, the business backlash side of things. And that's what really contained these types of laws in the previous states where they came up, especially Indiana, was big business came in and said, no, no, no. And in those more business you know, minded states like Indiana, they were like, Okay, never mind. <laughs> this isn't important after all, you know, because they're worried about losing the big, the big dollars from their. But North Carolina, North Carolina is like, no, we don't even care. We hate them. Yeah, appar- apparently. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, That's crazy, it's, man. It's new front in the culture war, I guess. I know. It's like, why are they digging in their heels like so much? I mean, at least Michael Jordan. Is like, hey man, if you don't leave in, or if you don't get rid of this in thirty days, your most famous resident and your only team is going to become like Seattle SuperSonics or something. <laughs> yeah, I could maybe see that, except um, 
I don't know if he can really follow through with that because I don't think the NBA would let him play in Key Arena. <laughs> yeah, maybe not that one. That was just a like a. Yeah. I wonder. And Paul Allen would probably be like, no, 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 I don't want the no, Sonics no, no, no. back because it like shrinks your market by half. Did you yeah. ever notice that the Seahawks players suddenly stopped wearing all that Sonics Sonic stuff? Like, they, oh yeah, because yep. they were wearing bring the Sonics back, blah blah blah. It's like the I just imagine Paul Allen's like, why don't you shut your mouth? About the Sonics. Yeah. <laughs> Let's forget anyway, about that team. Anyway, but MJ, I think MJ will follow through on leaving. I mean. Dude, Michael Jordan always follows through. He's Michael Jordan. Yeah. He's not the mailman, but. Yeah. It's, you know. Yeah. You can count on Michael. He could have played pro baseball if they didn't go on strike, dude. You think he could have gotten up there? I think he could have. I All really right. do. But, uh, you know. This is not about that. <laughs> no, it's not. It's this not. Is... But Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan is maybe the highest profile business pressure that's coming in saying, hey, you got to get out of here. Well, uh, he... You got to knock this off or we're going to get out of here. Adam Silver in the NBA also. Um, has the NFL taken a stand on it? Uh, I don't think so, but I'm guessing they have the same basic, you know, corporate opinion on it. Who else like um LinkedIn like decided to close offices? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I, I heard other. they already lost like three hundred million dollars or something. I'm trying to find an article here. Wow. Um, three hundred million dollars and whatever money yeah. <laughs> for the state because of all this shit. I mean, what did the I don't even know what the do you know what the residents are saying about this? They're like, We don't care, we're poor anyway, or something. I don't know. You know, I, I haven't heard much of that. Um not the not the Appalachia's like a hick place. I, I don't know. I like Appalachians, but anyway. Well, and plus you've uh, North Carolina is home to Asheville, which is the Portland of the South. So, uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> close to my heart. Um, so I don't know. And the thing that was kind of messed up in all of this was they convened a special session of Congress and like proposed, debated, passed and signed the bill within 12 hours. It was like kind of cloak and dagger. It was yeah. kind of screwed up. It was not a good legislative process. So it's not like it was a referendum that passed with a popular vote or there wasn't like public debate or testimony. It was just like, boom, we're done. <laughs> yeah eat it so yeah um I, i'm i'm honestly very curious to see how this is gonna shake out to see if they'll relent or not or you know it might end up in a supreme court case um i will say this i will say i think there's a fair legal question because what they're saying is under uh titles i think seven and nine of the civil rights act there's things that have to do with sex discrimination the u.s just Justice Department under President Obama is saying transgender folks are covered by that sex discrimination thing. And North Carolina is saying they're not. And I will say this. If you go back to 1964 or whatever it was when that bill passed, I guarantee you 100% of the people who voted for it would not have understood transgender folks to be um, included in that. So I think there is a fair way of, I think there's a fair argument to be made that Congress needs to update the law to actually explicitly name transgender folks in there. Um, I don't know if that's right or not, but I think that's at least worth talking about. Worth did they so, did the did they have to update the uh, Constitution to like you know count African Americans as Americans and as you know men that are 
able um, to pursue yeah, freedom? So, yeah, so the after the Civil War, it was the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments kind of uh, were the, the three that were uh, put into place after the Civil War to kind of uh, remediate some of the, the stuff, <laughs> bad yeah. stuff that had happened before. So, Yeah, I mean, but not only that, like this law is, I mean, it takes away a lot of the civil rights protections that people did have like i think feel like that might be the biggest problem you where you can't bring a discrimination suit on those grounds like like that's just ever make legislation that would protect those yeah they outlawed the the local legislation yeah um which is that's the thing i think that's the most screwed up like i i don't really agree with um ever having no right to sue for something like i mean you can i think more or less people should have the right to sue and if they bring a bad case they'll lose right or they Mm -hmm. might even get dismissed but like it's just not fair it's just ridiculous to have no right to sue over like a discrimination claim it's the way they set it up so i'm also reading that the law uh also includes that the um a city or county cannot set a minimum wage standard for private employees (laughs) What? what does that have to do with it, right? I don't know. Is it, they were they were at the end of the the uh, drafting of the bill, and they're like, "Anyone got anything else you want to toss in here?" And you're like, hey, "No minimum wage in the city." It's crazy. Toss that man. in there. It's crazy. <laughs> that is weird. Well, I think that's the general sausage making of legislation that happens all the time, and we don't normally pay much attention to it, unfortunately. But when it comes out, and everyone's like, "Oh, that's no good." Right? I know. I so. don't really like in. <laughs> You know, looking from the outside, the add-ons, the additions to bills seems like crazy. Like, why at the you know middle of the night somebody's slipping in a piece of paper and nobody sees? That seems crazy. But I haven't heard any good arguments why that. I can imagine maybe there's so much shit you got to deal with that you have to add some stuff on, or nothing would get done if you had to vote for every thing. Yeah. No. Yeah. The whole omnibus idea, I don't think is bad. I think it would be kind of interesting to see who actually wrote all the parts of a bill <laughs> the lobbyists like, yeah because you would see it's the lobbyists who wrote the bills yep and uh at any rate so let's let me let me um let's put on our devil's advocates hats <laughs> um let me toss you some some scenarios okay okay um for transgender bathroom exclusion okay let's go straight to the the uh, heart of the matter restrooms or not restrooms changing rooms for minors this is probably like the most viscerally emotional uh place you're gonna go right like should there be changing rooms for minors so no not per se but let's say changing room where minors are present like at the pool Mm -hmm. you know so are you going to allow um are you going to allow uh, gender identity uh, choice for that? Well, that's a good question. I mean, so I'm trying to put myself in that position. I can't. Okay. First, I can't pretend pretend that you're a naked teenage girl. No, I'm just yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or that I'm a parent there with a uh, with a child. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because that's the thing, right? It's always the little girl and the weird guy that's changing. You know what I mean? But I, I yeah. don't know. I think that that would be a situation that would be so rare that would um, 
Well, first yeah, of all, well, like, so yeah, okay, so here's the thing. It would be so rare that it doesn't warrant a law being made yeah. about it. And second of all, that everybody's so sensitive about this anyway. If somebody was behaving inappropriately in the bathroom, there's no way that everybody would be like, oh, well, it's a law, I can't say anything. Like, if there's mm-hmm. a pervy dude in the ba- in the locker room with a whole bunch of kids wearing, a like, a mop as a wig, you know what I mean? <laughs> takes off his towel. He's not even yeah. shaved. You know what I mean? He's not even trying. He's not even trying to be trans. You know, yeah, just well, like I, slapping something together. At least as far as I understand um, the desires of transgender folks, like I don't think someone would want to expose themselves in such a way that would reveal that they are not transitioned, you know, to, to like to basically make it so they don't pass. So like, it seems like, that wouldn't even happen because like why would a trans woman who you know is still intact <laughs> go into a women's restroom and drop trowel and like prove to everyone well there's you know, ways that-, that you can hide yourself too like i have a transgender friend and he um he you know you never see him using a urinal you know what yeah. i mean like he's always yeah. in the stall and like there's ways to protect yourself if you don't want to be found out i feel like if somebody's being sexually explicit like that then they maybe they're transgender but maybe it's more likely that they're not transgender that they're just a a predator and yeah so are they abusing the law well i don't, I don't know, know. cuz i don't know if they get away with that <laughs> you know what i mean yeah i don't think they would so speaking of that that brings me to the other point i wanted to ask about um uh, just bringing it up, you know, it's not not that there's a hard and fast answer for it. Um, suppose that the one argument I can see for restrooms, uh, which really the whole restroom thing just doesn't really make a lot of sense to me, uh, especially when you got like guys, <laughs> men like who are like, you know, uh, judges of femininity, like standing outside the restroom at Target, like trying to say, <laughs> make sure no. You know, sufficiently feminine. Oh yeah, at least once or twice, like a man would like stand out there to make sure no men went in there, and like hopefully there weren't any sort of like mannish women who wanted to go. (laughs) I mean, could they? What? Like that's so ridiculous. Like there's no No. way. There's no way you'd be able to tell. But what I'm what I'm trying to get at is the idea that um, let's say you are the creepy perv and you want to take advantage of the law to hang out in the wrong restroom it decriminalizes hanging out in there. So like, in other words, the idea is going in there is inherently risky and you can get in trouble even if you don't actually do the real crime. So the idea is if you decriminalize the first stage of that, then folks can hang out and, you know, it's like a free pass. Like, in other words, like, it doesn't hurt to try. Kind of like how when you have to dump out your liquids in the line for the... Uh, airport security like they don't write your name down like you can go in and try to bring liquid bomb materials as many times as you want in a row and they'll just throw them in the thing every time until you eventually sneak it on right crap now the tsa is probably after me anyway um the point is so what about that scenario that what do you think well yeah so we're talking about like there's i think that there's a difference between criminals and transgender people um, oh yeah absolutely. and i think that the yep. being able to tell the difference is probably about as similar as being able to tell the difference between a transgender man and a woman you know yeah well the other thing i would say i think if if i'm i think intuitively to me it feels this way 
more likely if there's a sex assault involving a trans person in a, a restroom or locker room, it, that person, in my thinking, is more likely to be the victim based on America. <laughs> you know, absolutely. Which is this is pretty depressing. Um, so it's totally anyway. true. I mean, it's absolutely true. And yeah. now they're they're they might be the victim of violence afterwards. You know, from these yeah. crazy target bros or dads what are they doing with their time like why are you living your life like you're just hanging out in a bathroom well, you know, target? I, I mean they feel like they they have a sense of honor and they want to be a hero or they you know there's a very strong sense of we can't let this stand you know um which you know i guess i understand the feeling i don't i don't it's, happen to agree with that but it feels like very television to me too like you mentioned like be the hero and i think that that yeah i yeah. think that they do think that that they will be a hero, you know? Yeah. Like, the other thing that is weird, and I, I wonder, there's, I don't think there's many people in this space, but I wonder if there's space within, um, I guess, conservative folks to say, um, we don't think there should be laws about this, but we still don't believe in affirming it. If you know what I mean? Kind of the same idea as uh, not being against gay marriage, but still like being religiously opposed to homosexuality, which mm -hmm. I think is becoming kind of normal, right? Because mm -hmm. uh, it's all over. Uh, so I wonder if that'll eventually kind of happen too. People will realize like, uh, well, we don't need to pick on these folks with these laws, but, you know, they can still sort of retain the whatever opinions. So... Yeah, I don't know. I think that, um, yeah, I think that that's, uh, that will probably happen. And I don't think that, so what, I don't think the reaction should be to limit other people's rights, you know, or to limit the way they live their life. In fact, so if there is a predator in the, so say there's a transgender woman, okay, and uh, she is in the women's locker room, uh, but she's not, or she's pretending to be a transgender woman, you know, mm -hmm. mop top, you know, just a ratty towel that she, or bed sheet that she found on the street and just wanders <laughs> in there. You know what I mean? And then yeah. happens. The worst nightmare. Yeah. The worst, the worst nightmare. She sneaks in though. Cause nobody, nobody could see her. And then she, you know, captures somebody. But I mean, which is more likely that scenario or, the man in the boys' locker room that's supposed to be in there that grabs yeah, a child. Yeah, well, that's, yep, that's unfortunately, I guess, the main point in terms of risk. It's, yeah, it's much more risky right there. And I mean, it's at home. Like, we know that family members, people at churches, things like that, Boy Scouts, whatever, that's people the you most trust. likely, yeah, the most likely points of contact anyway. So, never anybody like says, "Oh, they will. They could never do that after they're accused." Then it's just like, "Well, they're a prime suspect then, because yeah. <laughs> that's how it works." Like they, yep. the people that are closest to you, they they groom the parents first. You know, that's how mm -hmm. it works. They become really close friends with the parents. They're always there. Then sooner, soon, you know, you, why don't you guys go out for tonight? You know, mm -hmm. I'll watch the kids. And they're like, "Well, of course, we trust this guy." You know, mm -hmm. we would trust him with our lives. Of course, we're going to trust him with the kids. And then he's got you. And mm -hmm. it, it, that's and so that's because the heart of the matter is trying to prevent child abuse 
I think, and hopefully not just discriminating against some, you know, whole group of people. It's trying to keep yeah, children I, from being abused. Yeah, I, I think uh, I'll assume positive intent on that as well. Like, I, yeah, I, I would say that at least provides a pretty good, you know, front. Um, that I think is is believable. But I mean, it's an, it's an interesting question for folks, and I don't know if it'll if people will change their mind. Part of the problem why folks have trouble with transgender issues so much is because, um, in the case of homosexuality, you can always say, "Well, to each his own." It's just a matter of taste, right? <laughs> like at the end of the day, we're like, "Well, that man likes men," and you know what? I don't like men, but I understand that he might like men. Um, but when you have uh, someone who was born as a man say, I am a woman that comes across as a truth claim to someone. Right. And they say like, that's not true. Like, I don't agree. Like we have a, we don't, we're, we're not on the same wavelength here because you just said something that's false. And what, what that comes down to is the significantly different understanding of what gender is right. Um, versus sex. And, and I don't know if that'll ever kind of come into a common uh, vocabulary throughout the U.S. or not. but Well, when I was in Colorado uh, and I was with my mom and she's uh, she was a labor and delivery nurse and I asked her about, I was like, well, there's, okay, so there's a flu, we can both agree that there's a fluidity to gender. You know, I mean, there's like people that are ambiguous and, you know, there's Prince, God rest <laughs> his soul, you know what I mean? And then there's like both ends of the spectrum. Um, I was like, but she was saying that, because uh, I asked her about this, um, that there's also somewhat of a fluidity to sex as well. And she said it was a magnet hospital that she worked at, um, meaning they got a lot of, there was a lot of labor and deliveries, but she said about once or twice a month for her, just for her, you know, they would come across a child like a that had both sexes, like either had an enlarged clitoris or whatever, or I don't know. They were kind of, they were both like hermaphrodite. I don't know if that's the right word to use. Um, uh-huh. And she said that they didn't have the the money or the means to like do a DNA test, you know what I mean, and find uh-huh. out the right chromosome and see what it is. So they would kind of just see like what's the dominant traits here? Does she have a uterus or does she, you know, do have all these other things or does he have this or he has that? And then they would have they would, you know, uh operate on the child if they had to and then they would just raise the child like that in that gender role. And my mom yeah. was saying, "Well, she can imagine she's against this law because she can imagine that there there could be some situations where they might have, you know, their educated guess was wrong, you know, and actually yeah. there might have been a Y chromosome in there. I think that's possible, but my totally made up gut for statistics tells me that that, that actual intersex people comprise a tiny fraction of people who are transgender, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I agree with that, um, so. but it does throw, you know, it throws a wrench in the gears for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. Just, just like, just like the amount of people are, that are transgender towards uh, against people that are are not transgender is a small mm-hmm. percentage of them too. Yeah, well, and I think I think not many people have any sort of uh, 
prejudicial problems with the concept of an intersex person because I mean that's mostly just a case of pity right like you're like oh my gosh this you know this really difficult situation happened and they had to make a choice and blah 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 if they ever know, I mean, I, yeah, I'm sure true. that sometimes they have no idea. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That's, that's fascinating though. That's good. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I just try to put myself in the shoes of a transgender person that I don't think it's like, it's not something fun to be, you know, no. you know, and that's, that's really sad. Like I, and I don't know. I, uh, my, I guess my hope is because I want folks to not kill themselves. Um, I hope that if anything comes with through greater, either the end of this battle, the culture war or greater exception for trans people, I, I hope for better outcomes because like what you read about outcomes for transgender folks is really super depressing. Like, yeah, like what 40% ends up happening. suicide rates and yeah, teenagers exactly. and crazy and so, stuff like that. Yeah, or which, attempted suicide rates. Yeah, which I think might. So, and this is the trickiest part, and this is probably coming down to the crux of why it's been harder for me to, um, until fairly recently, but just generally speaking, accept the the concept of transgenderism because when it's coupled with that level of mental illness, it it um, it suggested to me that like, okay, something's not right here but then i also have to acknowledge that like well this sort of stress and social ostracization that happens to those people could contribute to that as well right and so that makes you question but you got to have you know it's just like you got to have a fundamental um uh posture of pity i think towards folks you know an understanding and basic like humanity you know like and compassion not, not being judgmental and not being punitive and yeah exactly so but you can't expect that out of some states i think that the the lack and especially because a lot of them are christians that are you know yeah howling about this and the lack of compassion toward from the right is appalling especially recently how obvious it's been yeah you know it's like i don't I don't know, man. It's uh, it's crazy to me, though, that, uh, well, I guess it's not crazy to me, but it's unfortunate that these uh, people already feeling like they are in a society that has two genders, you know, normal genders, to feel mm-hmm. like you're the opposite one, like, so much that you just, you know, you need to express that and you need to live like that or else you're just or else you're going to kill yourself. Yeah. And then yeah. to choose that lifestyle and then to be like I want to kill myself because this, my life sucks because somebody's following me around Target with an open carry. Yeah. Gun, you know what I mean? It's yeah. just like yep. that's not that's not compassion right there. Yeah. You know for sure. what I mean? Yep. It, it might be like the only way I can kind of give them like people like that is like they can only say that it's tough love, maybe, which I don't think that it is. I think it's uh, discrimination, you know, prejudice. But yeah, well, I, th- I think I think you can have an argument. But I think you can have no com- compassion. I think you can have no prejudice and tough love. You just your tough love isn't through the police, right? Like, yeah, your tough love would have to happen in, like, if if you're really if you are. Uh, convinced that transgenderism is not something that should be 
that the appropriate way to help people who feel that way is not to affirm their feelings, then that's fine. And you can also choose to not have laws. Right. So like, I don't know. Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting. So yeah. after listening to this podcast, I have a pretty, sh- pretty sure the governor of North Carolina is going to repeal the law. So. Well, we should send it to him. We should burn yeah. a CD or, you know, Tweet send him a little USB and be like, hey, man, I'm sure yeah. that you really respect the opinions of voices that come out of San Francisco and Portland. So yeah. here exactly. you go. Actually, yeah, he would put it on his website and be like, look at these, look look at at these, these queers. <laughs> yeah, these queers from Portland and San Francisco are saying, let's reinforce our bigotry. We're doing it right. They hate us yeah, there. Yeah, I know, anyway. dude. It's crazy. They do, man. It's, I don't it's know. Un- I like being in the middle of nowhere, like public lands and stuff. But uh, like this last time when I did talk, when I talked to somebody, I didn't tell them I was from San Francisco because I knew that they weren't. And I know that people judge that right away. And it's kind of sad. Yeah. It kind of makes me feel bad. Anyway, well, I hope I troubled some people or not or troubled Nobody. I hope you did too. And remember, show at buddypodcast.com yeah. if you have some comments. This time, if Nate pissed you off. Yeah, I hope I pissed someone off. I hope everyone, really. That's my yeah. favorite position to be in. I know, dude. But, uh, <laughs> I do too. I, I want to also. Cool. Cool. So I, I want to play a game, and it's uh, it's because I'm a megalomaniac. And the game, the <laughs> is game that what is the called, game's called? Yeah, megalomania. Yeah, it's called Nate's uh, megalomania. And <laughs> I, I just want to point out some things. I love this primary cycle because things didn't go normal, and it caused people to learn about how the primaries work. And it's kind of a lot more complex than people thought, and people are kind of surprised and even angry about how the parties do their primaries. And then I was thinking about possibilities and prospects for um, the fall election. And there's some stuff that people don't understand about how the federal presidential election works either. For example, did you know that two times the U.S. presidential election has been decided by the House of Representatives? Well, George W. Bush and Al Gore, right? Well, no, because theirs was technically a normal electoral college thing because George W. Bush obtained a majority in the electoral college. That's only because of the Supreme Court. But way back in the day in 1800, and then uh, when John Quincy Adams was elected, there was no majority in the electoral college. And the Constitution says at that point, then the House of Representatives votes for president Mm -hmm. from among the, the main candidates. And it's kind of screwed up, too, because it's not every one member of the House gets a vote. It's your entire state delegation gets one vote. And you just have to vote and vote and vote until someone gets a majority. Oh, really? So, like, California, all the representatives would get one vote. Yeah. And so why I bring that up is that's a remnant of the original design of our federal republic, which is not really all that democratic, per se. (laughs) because oh, pe- yeah. people don't realize this. And like the, the reason we think of ourselves as being so democratic is it's almost an accident. Like, for example, early on in the Republic, 
many states did not have popular votes for president. Oh, like, isn't that that's an oh, oh popular votes? I yeah, you said like, primary votes. Yeah, so they didn't have popular votes for president. Like your state legislature voted, and they assigned the electors. Mm-hmm. Um, so you didn't actually vote for president. Uh, in you a lot of states, the state legislature. Le- uh, yeah, legislature. and so you, and which I thought was kind of cool because it made your state legislative races more significant. South Carolina never voted directly for the president until the Civil War, and I say no wonder they were so cranky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so um, er- early on, like, and then there was like times when there was like three or four or five different ways that the states decided to to pick their electors. All these different schemes, like, okay, well, there's a statewide. Uh, each congressional district will choose an elector, and then those electors choose that two at-large state electors. And so there's all this funny business about how the electoral college works. And then the Senate wasn't directly um, elected by the people either. That was elected by the state legislatures also. And so in the original federal scheme of things, the president was elected by the states. The Senate was elected by the states. Only the House of Representatives was elected by the people. So the only time that people in the Constitution were allowed to have a direct say about the president was still only through the House of Representatives if there was like an emergency and there was no majority. And even then, like you get screwed if you live in a highly populous state because your whole state gets one vote no matter how big your state is. So what I'm trying to say here is like the founders were not down with this whole popular democracy thing. Like they very much believed in abstract layers of power and like representatives and remember you had to be a white man who owned land to vote originally Mm -hmm. right and so like we have different values now everyone can vote but like the institutions haven't been changed to fix that um and so there's a possibility if there's a third party candidate in the fall that there'll be no or a fourth party candidate yeah third fourth whatever there'll be no majority in the electoral college and america is going to have to rediscover for the first time in almost 200 years that the house of representatives will elect the president. And like, I think this whole country is going to burn to the ground, man. I think it's over. I know. And like, that'll, pro- I know. that'll probably favor the Republicans because, um, you know, they, they tend to have more state coverage because they dominate the- moderate Republicans though, not the gun toting Trump Republicans. Well, yeah. I mean, it, what, what it will be, yeah, it would be establishment folks, but it would be, if you look at the number of states, well, Democrats win a, a smaller number of states that have larger populations, right? That's kind of their game plan. But if you take away the population advantage from those states and it's just one per, you know, one per thing. So here's my idea. I want to go rogue. I want to go back. <laughs> I want to go back. I don't think we should vote for president anymore. Or maybe here's what we do. We have a state by state primary that's an open primary and then in the fall you end up with like three guys uh uh on the ballot and then you vote for one and then your state delegation will vote for that guy and what it means is you won't have a unified ballot from state to state because like california will have two democrats and texas will have two republicans and it'll just be a total feast for crows i'm just i'm doing (laughs) it man i don't even care i'm gonna run this country i'm gonna shake things up and uh, get rid of this boring popular vote stuff that's some megalomania right Dude, there. Dude, I, should, uh, I have the best ideas. I should rewrite the Constitution yeah. make this happen. Yeah. So Yeah, dude. Let your delusions become reality. Uh, they will. They will become reality as I lose my grip on it. Wait, 
with technology now, why can't we just, I mean, this is probably a stupid question, but why can't we just, you know, everybody, every vote counts as one vote. Like, is, you know Yeah. I mean? Well, it's weird because, I mean, in the Constitution, there isn't a national popular vote. They don't, there's no concept of that. We don't have a national elections apparatus. So, like, even though we know exactly how many votes there are because we just add up the totals of all 50 states, like, it doesn't mean anything. It's just weird, right? Yeah, but if we can, if we can all keep our guns from one with one amendment, why can't we use the Second Amendment and hold the <laughs> hold the <laughs> Constitution hostage with it and make sure that everybody's vote is equal and it's actually a democracy? Well, we can we can do it if we can amend the Constitution to do it. Well, because is, now we have the technology to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I understand that before that would have been a Yeah, exactly. It would be really impossible. It would have been very difficult in 17, uh, 1796 to have a popular vote. Like, you wouldn't know what happened for a long, long time. Like, yeah. even for all the states to count their votes, and then for that to get tallied and then sent to Washington would have been pretty bad. So, yeah. yeah so. so, I mean, yeah, so I think that... That's what we should do. I, you know, that's that makes too. That's too simple. Yeah. Well, the and the other the main flaw. I think the fundamental flaw with our constitution is the people who are have the power to change it are the ones who benefit from its current structure because they got voted in under it, right? And so yeah. this is where political parties blindsided the founding fathers, and like, so we're not going to see a constitutional amendment for a direct national popular vote for the president because the people who are already in power don't care <laughs> right no they don't they and no i can understand so. the benefits of not having it because then you know charlatans aren't elected yeah well you know although one might be <laughs> yeah well i i would submit that under the way the founders visualize the presidential election there's no way trump is involved right no There's way. No way. They, they don't want people that would be nominated in a fever. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that's just that's just a difference. Everyone loves the Constitution until they read it. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, they're like, true, wait a minute, man. I don't like this at all. Anyway, well, let's uh, let's uh, you know, uh, we'll keep your delusions uh out, and we'll project them from the. Uh, computer airwaves all right vote vote nate and you're gonna have to do that in 2020 because i'm not old enough to be president now so vote nate 2020 yeah what is it 35 35 man 35 yeah dude yeah maybe that should go up a little bit yeah maybe it should especially (laughs) since a lot of people aren't having kids so they're like 30 yeah i mean i I mean i can't imagine can you imagine in three years running for president (laughs) i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it <laughs> yeah. I'll do it. I'll be a write-in candidate though. Yeah, that's tricky. Yeah. I'll just write on in there my <laughs> motorcycle. <laughs> that's stupid. Uh it was dumb. Okay. It was really bad, but I liked it. So good job. Thanks, dude. Yeah. Thanks, dude. Yeah. Thanks, bro. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been Buddy Podcast and we love you all. See you uh next we will definitely see you next week. Yep. I promise. See ya. He listens in double time. He speeds up the podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm 
you can't tell right now, Nate, but I'm going to uh-huh. slow this down to half speed. Uh, right uh. Now. So it will be normal speed <laughs> so you can understand the pacing that we are actually talking at. And we're going to go back to normal right now. <laughs> <laughs>